Candace party. It's not a party, it's an intimate get-together. Candace party. Candace party. Don't call it that, it's just a get-together. Candace party. Candace party. Don't spill your drink. Don't Hi, and welcome to Candace Party. It's not a podcast, it's an intimate get-together. It is a Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast where we, three adult siblings, have set out to prove once and for all that Phineas and Ferb is for adults and children to a lesser extent. We are going to scientifically, empirically prove the best episode of Phineas and Ferb. We are, we are going to assemble many different brackets. This does not need to be explained again. We explained it in the last one, but what? people are tuning in for the first time because their favorite episode is this episode. <laughs> That's right. A lot of people are coming here for the Fast and the Phineas. You know why? That absolute bop of a song, Go Go Phineas. Ooh, it's, yeah, it's all right. It's basically a chorus. It's, the words are just Go Go Phineas. Go Phineas, go go I will Phineas. say that for an episode with... A, well, I'm sorry, for a song with such little words, it is a decent jam. It's like a nice little hook. That's Nice little hook. On. Yeah, so today we're going to be uh, talking about episode two of Phineas and Ferb, which is Go Phineas and... Wait, we have some some preamble to get out of the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Because the people, in order to form a more perfect union. <laughs> Establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility. Provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. That's from a schoolhouse rock, but I always thought that end sounded like a bank commercial. <laughs> America. Apply now for a 0% APR financing loan. At any rate, what we must get out of the way before we begin discussing this episode of a children's cartoon is I must ask you both one adult question about Phineas and Ferb to prove definitively that Phineas and Ferb is for adults. And, uh, and <clears throat> last episode I asked 34C. you... 34C. Last episode, I asked you which member of the Phineas and Ferb cast was most likely to have killed someone or to kill someone in the future. Today, uh, I'm going to ask a little bit milder question. You know, just something something less grim, less horrific, something nice and fun and light about being an adult. Uh, what Phineas and Ferb cast member will eventually end up homeless? Who among the many characters of Phineas and Ferb is most likely to either suffer some economic disadvantage over their lifetime or uh, go mad in some way? Well, well, to some degree, Doofenshmirtz does go homeless. I was yes. going to say Doofenshmirtz for homeless, but when you say mad, I'm torn between Baljeet and Candace. Huh. Well, when they... you say mad, I don't think that either of them would necessarily end up homeless. I mean, I could see both of them living in a box while being insane, but I don't think. I think that. I mean, we know Candace in the future does have a house. And I all could of that. see Candace sort of going mad, like when Squidward eats all his paintings to survive and he's living in a box. I see Candace going mad, you know, in Squidward, in terms of Squidward. Um, insanity with respect to Squidward. When he's in the bath? Yes, when he's in the bath and his eyes look absolutely crazy and he's running through town with the bubbles. Yes, that is Candace crazy to me. Yeah. So for homelessness, you both mentioned Doofenshmirtz, and that's interesting. I mean, his his home, 
spoiler alert for Milo Murphy's Law, he does eventually end up crashing on the Murphy family couch for a while because he, his building is destroyed. But is that really a home? It was a house, but... Was, but it, was a it a home? I was just I don't thinking know. because he doesn't really have an income other than his alimony checks. Yeah. And, he, well, I mean, it's interesting that we both said that because he does have a building with his name on it. Yeah, yeah but at the building. same time, where is he? he his only, like you said, his only money is coming from his wife. And only money. so much. <laughs> Sick Phantom Menace reference from Danny. Um, anyway, Republic are not credit circle. So much of his um, plots, his schemes, uh, involve a lot of destruction and a lot of yeah. things accidentally blowing up. It's not surprising to me that his home could be blown up, leaving him homeless. I just. I, he just his whole life is just so sad. I could just see it. I don't see it yeah, getting better for him. Yeah, I'm not convinced he wasn't already homeless, and we this is him. the success story. <laughs> like, <laughs> with that tragic backstory, yeah, like yeah. he might have turned things around. Yeah, like you know, he always tends to. He seems to like want to overcompensate for things. Like you know, he he got his lawn gnome taken away, so he takes everyone uh, else's lawn you know, gnomes away. Wait, so this, maybe he was so homeless, now he has his name on a building. This is making me think, do we ever see the story of how Duke gets to America? How did he get to America? That's it's, I, just, it's too sad of an immigration story. <laughs> it's it's too modern. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't remember if we see him come to America. We see a lot of his childhood in Druselstein. Right. We see the the driving test and everything. We just, and now we know he's in some tri-state area yeah. in Danville. And um, so is most of his family, it seems, because they have the family reunion where they play kickball and he wants yeah. to be good, so he builds the robot. And later. his brother is the mayor, so. Heinz Doofenshmirtz. Just, oh, No accent for him, though. Uh, no, but no, you know, I that's, assume that's because he's trying to be accent, like, yeah, yeah like I'm trying to be a politician. Heinz, he has like. Well, a wouldn't weird it be funny song. if like no one from Doofenshmirtz's area talked like that, like just he did? Well, actually, I have a cousin who's Druselstinian, and she's dead to me. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I really brought my own brain to a halt there. No, I I just think if one Phineas and Ferb character is going to end up homeless, and I know this is a controversial pitch, but hear me out. I have a good reason. It would be uh, Lawrence, Phineas and Ferb's dad. And here's why. He seems like a very secure and stable man at first glance. But think about this. I was going to say, stable isn't a word I'd use to describe Lawrence. He just doesn't seem to have much going on. But think about his source of income. He runs an antique shop. That is... An easily collapsible business. Especially in today's day and age. It sounds like running a comic book store to me. It's like you have a very limited set of customers who are probably willing to spend a lot of money on this particular hobby of theirs. Mm -hmm. But you're not like a grocer. You are not running a clothing store. A very niche group of people is coming here. And he already has an antiquing nemesis. So he has someone who is actively invested in putting him out of business. He has an entire family to feed. And he's already had some relationship before Linda that did not go well because Phineas and Ferber stepbrothers. Well, hold on. It could have gone just fine. And she could have died. Tragic yeah. end could but have I happened. see no reason to, to litigate, you know, Phineas and Ferb's uh, quote unquote missing parent yeah, element because they're don't a complete know, family. But I wouldn't say that Lawrence had a failure of a relationship. That just but seems like he's just a failure of a man. I'm just saying that he and Ferb are British. And they are now in America, which means he's living in Linda. I don't know how they came to America. Not a lot of talk. It's almost like it doesn't matter. You know, it's came. almost like immigration is an unimportant thing and we shouldn't fixate on it so much I'm just here in this country of ours. Why? What makes a man leave his parents to go from England 
to America、I'll、to start an antiquing business. I'll tell you right now, a woman love love is what draws us、uh, across time and space. All throughout history, men fall in love with women. That's a quote from,、so、of course, Jeremy Johnson. So, how much money do we think Lindana has from I'm Lindana? The royalties through the roof. I think yeah, one so good. So I don't、hit. really think, and also. Him,、uh, no. Lawrence is Max Modum. But what I'm pitching, yes, but that was less successful. That was just that was an attempt to catch in. But still, some rate of success. Yes, but what I'm saying is that of all the characters, I just feel like he could easily end up homeless if things don't go well with Linda because he's living in America with Linda, right? Which and him and Ferb. Him <laughs> and Ferb. I think it's a green hair marriage, but I'm tish because、uh, his child. Uh, anyway, uh, good. Him and Ferb are British. They have British accents. They are from England, right? Ferb was probably a baby when he left, but you know he was there long enough to probably learn the basics of speech because he has the accent still. So what I'm saying is, he, he only knows the words that he says. <laughs> he <laughs> <laughs> think about it. <laughs> well, I mean, he says a lot in that one episode. You know, the day may come when we give up on a search after a mere eleven minutes, but that day is not yeah, today. Yeah, but、uh, when he has the he has the English flag behind him. <laughs> yeah, and he's giving the speech. Anyway, the point is. I just think that Rich,、uh, Richard, listen to me. I think that Lawrence could easily end up homeless because <laughs> I don't know because him and Ferb clearly came from England to live with Linda, which means that he is in her house. If things don't go well between the two of them, she would kick him out. He would he would be he would be gone. And what money does he have to support him? Not her royalties anymore, unless this is a Doofenshmirtz situation、that、and he ends up getting wait, alimony. So what makes you think that he came be- to America for Linda? Because he is British. <laughs> And she、no. is American. Well, yeah, but why couldn't he have been British, moved here, and then met Lindana? Well, that's likely what happened. I don't think Lindana was on a world tour because her fame、hey. was in the eighties. Well, her fame、uh, was in the eighties. I also think you're assuming a lot for how much money this one-hit wonder got. Like she was a woman in the eighties. They, I don't think that the money was exactly in their favor. Well, regardless of that, but she the, is clearly she has like those elevator rights too. <laughs> she does. They do pay her for that elevator music. But you are forgetting that Lindana, Linda. She's also involved in the antiquing business. It's not Lawrence's antiquing sure, business. Sure, sure. She is just as probable to go under. Do you think they have enough like money from? But I don't think they're they're、career. going. I、under. think Phineas and Ferb would not allow their parents, either of them, to you end know, up homeless.、Buford. They're quite talented builders. He、builders. likes the mud. He might. He does、happy. want the mud. In the mud. Well, no, but I think the Buford. Well, we he might see... just be houseless then, not homeless. <laughs> <laughs> This is my home. I think that. The Buford we see in the flash forward episode where they've all aged, he has like a scarf. He's a much more artsy Buford.、Yeah. I think Buford is going to mature into a person who will be very put together. That's true.、I、But guess... you said homeless at any time. Like... At any time. Well, I mean, some people are homeless for a little while. Yeah, I, I, I think Doofenshmirtz also because Doofenshmirtz has probably... wait when he is talking about his poetry when he's doing his poetry. Yeah. What are the words he says again? The movies are gray. The TVs are black. The horses are running. Please bring me some food. Now, the please bring me some food <laughs> makes me think if he can't afford food, he certainly cannot no, afford no, no, a house. No, no, no. He was a starving artist. He might he have not been starving and wanted you to bring him some food. He might just be lazy and want you to bring him some food. How often do、wow. I ask you to bring very, me some food? Your very own perspective on、yes. him. Very. Optimistic about this, Molly. I think anyone has a chance of ending up homeless in this situation. Oh, except the baking soda volcano, because he cannot lose, no matter no. what he does. He's like he's like Gladstone Gander. He just can't lose. <laughs> That's a hit Donald Duck reference, baby. Anyway, anyway, we've discussed our adult topic, the homelessness crisis.、Um, once again, I must remind you all that Candace will have to lose her head 
in our French Revolution where we <laughs> eat the rich. No. Um, uh, episode two of Phineas and Ferb. Episode two of the children's cartoon Phineas and Ferb. According to production no. order. Um, episode two, the first segment is, is it called Go Phineas? No, it's The Fast and the Phineas. The Fast and the Phineas. Yes. Let's talk about it. All right. First of all. Wait, wait, wait. Let's pun. talk about oh. it. And we're done. It's a nothing episode. I've never been so harsh at a Phineas and oh Ferb before. It, this one kind of picks up out of nowhere, I feel like. It's one of those ones where, like, we actually see the mundane part of Phineas and Ferb's day. Like, they build a race car, they're playing with a race car, and then all of a sudden it's like, now we've built a whole track and we're going to go race. No, the racetrack was behind them. They look over their fence and the Danville, the Jefferson County yeah. Raceway is just behind them. Once well, uh, again, we've well, corrected most you, about woman. the episode, and I should tell you how absolutely insignificant this episode is. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> we're really taking shots at the Fast and the Phineas. I just, I really do like to see just Lindana playing cards with her friends. I would love an. Entire I do call episode. her Lindana, not Linda. Yeah, no, it's you better. might notice because I give her the respect she deserves. I call Phineas Phineas, but you guys keep hitting me whenever I do it. True. Ah! Anyway, uh, I look. This episode's not bad at all. There are good jokes in this episode. We we laughed a bit at this episode, but I'll be I'll be real with you guys. This is another episode that just kind of repeats the the formula, and it's necessary to do that enough times at the beginning. Yes, the literally the next episode, um, Lawn Gnome Beach Party of Terror, is a variation on the formula where Candace does not want Mom to come home because she's enjoying Penis and Verbs Invention. We do need a few episodes at the top like this to get things out of the way. Um, And there is some good stuff. Again, Linda and and the friends, this is the first time we meet Mrs. Garcia Shapiro. Vivian. Vivian. Vivian, yes, which we learned. I like her her I like her bit of the, Candace, you've grown so much, even though she saw her like 10 minutes ago. Yes. That's a very... What a mom thing This episode, I will say, I like the observational tone of this episode. There's a lot of like observational humor, not like Jerry Seinfeld, like the milk is expired or whatever the heck. But I'm talking about like, there's, you know... Candace, the first time we see Candace in the episode, she's looking at a picture of herself and thinking that it's too old and she needs a new one. So she takes an identical picture and it's like teenagers with their phones. Yeah. She's, of course, taking this photo on a flip phone because it was 2007. And like, how is she posting this on her, on her blog? Phone? Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, I also love how they never get smartphones. Like everyone always kind of has a. Well, it's one Actually, summer. Do they? Do they? I think in some of the later episodes i think candace might have just a flat sort of brick shape she might does she brick, i'm picturing brick, that brick, brick brick it's fine for when will he call me maybe no doesn't she have her like i think she saw her book i don't know either way i could be completely wrong um stay anyway. tuned and rewatch the show with us to find when or if candace's phone is ever updated from its original flip phone design Anyway, um, I guess anyway, you are right. I, you know what I actually summer. feel like with these early Phineas and Ferb episodes, specifically the first three, where it's where I really am enjoying the Doofenshmirtz Perry plot more. Like, not that I felt like either side had yeah. a lot to them, but I felt like I wasn't invested. You know what? Maybe that's it. It's not even that. I feel like these episodes are focused on Candace's journey and less of Phineas and Ferb, like, and what they're doing. That's interesting. That's the whole show. Like, Phineas and Ferb are very rarely the focus. I think maybe yeah. the one where they're pirates. That might be like one time where it's we're mostly yeah. from their perspective. It depends on the type of episode because sometimes it's the like Belgidals. Sometimes really they're me. like when Phineas and Ferb are playing the hero to like help someone. I feel like it's told from their perspective. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like very Candace focused or Doofenshmirtz focused. Well, like sometimes the B plot is Phineas yeah. and Ferb. Well, because 
Phineas and Ferb are are the constant. They are yeah. the rock of this universe. They are. As in they are both professional wrestlers who became beloved actors. <laughs> no. They're just they're 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 stationary deeply characters. Beloved actor. <laughs> yes, deeply beloved actor. Hello, Dwayne Johnson. It's nice to hear from you. We love you very much. Mwah. Hi, Dwayne. It's Ryan again. I know you're sick of getting my emails and calls and bricks thrown inside your windows, but please just answer me. Just once. Just look at me. Anything. Anyway. Listen, Dwayne, if you just do the eyebrow at him once, he'll probably stop. Oh my god, my heart would stop. <laughs> the brow, Danny? I can't handle that. You know the that. brow! Danny, I would kill for that. I know you're a big fan of Dwayne Johnson. I will kill for Anyway. <laughs> Candace's theme song is great, by the way. It that is. little yeah. that little variation on Ring Around the Rosie slash the Wicked Witch of the West theme song is something else. Hmm. But anyway, the Fast and the Phineas, there's some amusing stuff. Any Isabella and the Fireside Girls is good. That joke about them reading through the manual. Oh, I like that. So that's so cute. A, yeah. That's a cute joke. Candace, the, the best joke in the episode is by far Candace's slow motion screaming on oh, the Jumbotron. It's beautifully it animated. so beautifully animated. The drawings in that are greatly, uh, como se dice, frightening. Yeah, um, I love when we get a good slow-mo Candace yell. I love slow motion face. In yeah, it's it's, it's pretty great. Like like just they, that. they actually that's something that they kind of do not quite often, but we do see it. We see it in like the monster yeah. episode where they're making the monster movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love a good Candace yell. <laughs> I forgot about when the world explodes at the end of their movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that there's a couple of good gags in here. I love that just. The pure look on Candace's face in the photo that that um, photographer takes of her when she's covered in the dust. <laughs> it's it's a great image. Candace has some of the craziest hair I've ever seen, and I I love it. Um, in this Other than your episode, Ayo. we get kind of the first glimpse of the Jewish Mexican culture. Yes. As Danny pointed out, um, we see on top of the Shapiro, uh, Garcia Shapiro family TV, we see a little menorah on top of the there's TV. There's also, there's a Star of David on the wall in the kitchen where they're playing bridge. Um, Mrs. Garcia Shapiro says, uh, Bubala, and she says, Oi. She Did throws in a few Yiddish. When she's talking to Candace on the porch? I'm sorry, what? Do, I does didn't, she have a mezuzah? I didn't, I didn't notice I didn't mezuzah. clock the mezuzah. I'm sorry. I, I, was, um, I don't know if there is I one. didn't see if there was one. Um, that's not... go back and that's not, for a rewatch. But yeah, but not every... Oh, no, we have to do it again. Um, if you know, you can uh, contact us and let every, us know. not every Jewish house. Mezuzah. Don't contact me. Okay, don't contact mine. <laughs> contact, contact, contact us. Oh my, my. Yes. Um, <laughs> There'll be links to contact us in the description yes. of the episode. Um, um, you were saying, I'm sorry yeah. about the... Or throw a brick through our window and we'll do the eyebrow at you. Yeah. But yeah, because some people have the decency to respond. Dwayne, Sorry, Dwayne. please. I, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the little thing, like the menorah on the TV, though. I feel like it's just a nice little It's a nice touch, touch and of their It's culture. not even something that they really like have flat out said, like, no, the, the Mexican Jewish cultural festival. That's a few episodes later that we yeah. do that. It's just in there as because her name is Shapiro and Garcia. So like I was personally one of the things I wanted to do throughout our rewatch was to keep track of the number of times that we mentioned the Jewish Mexican culture in some way. Um, and while we didn't outright say it in this one, um, I do feel like, as Danny pointed out, there's yeah. a lot of little subtle things for the, it. So I will count it as one yeah. mention. And Miss Garcia Shapiro has like a little musical motif under her that is is very much inspired by like uh, Jewish music. But I think it starts with like a little Mexican music flair. It's very nice scoring by by Danny Jacob. Um, 
Yeah, it's just it's again, it's like everything is solid about this. I will say yeah. of this episode, this episode evoked summer very nicely to me because like just the two boys sitting on the lawn playing with the it's a it's a full size car, yeah. but it's a remote control car or, um, you know, just playing cards with your friends in the middle of the day watching TV or whatever. Like it just evoked an early 2000s summer very nicely. People forgetting to turn the cable box on, which is another bit of observational humor oh in this episode. Um, but oh, it's just, it's a very summery boxes. episode, which, ironically enough, not a lot of Phineas and Ferb is too summery, because they're yeah. wacky adventures. This one is kind of like... I ain't really personally get that vibe, mm. but um, I see what you mean. Maybe I feel that fool. more with the backyard beach. Um, well, that they're yeah. doing summer stuff. In so this definitely. episode, um, the thing... Uh, so I don't really care for the Doofenshmirtz plot in this one. I'm not even... I'm not going to lie to you. I already forgot what he was doing. He I just know deflate, he had a blimp. Well, he, he's going to deflate every tire in the tri-state area. Right. Starting with the Jefferson County Raceway with his deflating ray. I believe it's called an innator already. Um, it's not, it, obviously. The, yeah, he calls it an innator. Anyway, he has this deflate innator and uh, he's going to deflate Inflator. all of them. So anytime someone needs something inflated, they'll have to come to him and he'll make money. Right. Another sort of profiting instead of directly getting power. Right. But he does mention the tri-state area. This is the first time oh, his, his, this is the first time his goal is actively stated. So he... And then he accidentally bounces the ray back to himself. Right. Deflates his naturally. I So in this, that whole machine is being powered by this like little mouse that's on a wheel. Yes. And um, I just... The, so how Perry... <laughs> little mouse from CatDog. Run, my indentured rodent. Run like the wind. <laughs> and I will give you some cheese. Even that, just the use of the word indentured is not something children would know. It's all, there's always a little Such something. Such fire there upon is. you. Fire upon you. <laughs> um, the fact that Perry just carries around emergency cheese, like that little briefcase with the different types of cheese, it just got me. It really did. It Using was adorable. a crossbow as the delivery method for the cheese is a sublime touch. Oh, but what also got me about that part, well, one, it was like Doofenshmirtz is like butt crack essentially that they're showing us yes. as he's leaning over into the fridge but the fact that doofenshmirtz is in the fridge looking for this cheese there's only like four things in doofenshmirtz's fridge and the bottom shelf is taken up by a giant wheel of cheese that he is not clocking it looked like a very similar shape Harry the Platypus, you ate all the stinky cheese um, um yeah well i mean to be fair, this is the fridge on his uh, on airship, his yeah. or as the kids are calling it these I days, was just more like, how are you not noticing that? That's one of my favorite little things is when Monogram called yeah, Doofenshmirtz. He's like, Doofenshmirtz has a, an airship, or as the kids are calling them, a blimp. Like, I love that uh, that's so modern for him. told you that it's pronounced a boat. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I need is a boat. We were uh, talking about how in this episode the characters are just like drawn, like slightly weird. Like there's mm-hmm. something off about how they were drawn. Like I felt like Candace's like eyeliner was very strong. She had thick eyelashes. Uh, yeah, it's like a very normally. dark Madonna line. Very wide eyes. I felt very. Yeah, when she's kind of like freaking out with excitement about the car, it, when it looks like Phineas and Ferb have washed her car in the garage, she's like, she looks weird. Like, I think I'll draw for this episode as like a nice little promotion for it i will draw lindana as a hammerhead shark because you were talking about her wide oh, eyes gosh. just like her eyes on the side of her head <laughs> i'm um, lindana and i want to eat chum um we get to see jeremy's mom in this one and although we don't know it's jeremy's mom yet we just know because yeah. we've seen her before. we see the back of jane lynch's head as yeah. we do oftentimes in our dreams <laughs> Um, so I am counting that as an appearance for I her. I love the new even shampoo, Jane. They don't if you can stalk it. the rock, I can 
I can pinch the lynch. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I love Jane Lynch, the marvelous Miss Maisel. Her performance. I know this is a feminism for a podcast. I know. I know. But let me tell you, her is Sophie Lennon. You think my pauses are bad? This is a well. Lot no, of he's pauses. doing Shatner pauses. This is dramatic. This is dramatic. This is drama. Spock. It's Maisel. She's marvelous. Any thoughts you have on the episode, Ryan? About which episode of the Marvelous Miss Maisel? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. This I as I said before. Go or the uh, Fast and the Phineas. Really not. Not much there for me. It doesn't provide me much. The song is just Go Go Phineas. Well, yes, it is catchy. It is no, it is no busted. It is no, yeah. It is no we... roller coaster. It is no, it is no, um, I, it will never be. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't think of the name, but what's the one that's rubber bands? Rubber balls. I think it might just be called rubber bands, rubber balls. It is no rubber bands, rubber balls. <laughs> No, it's just a there little exist. a little hook that is catchy. And a little yes. fridge. Personally, so I can't cool. wait until we get into um, the, the, the meatier yeah. area of Phineas and Ferb music. You're sick of you're sick of cracking this crab show. You want to get to the meat. I want I I don't eat crab. Where's the meat? <laughs> I will have I don't I'm not a fan of fish, but I will get to the crab meat of Phineas and Ferb, and that is a promise. <laughs> I vote for me for your congressman. Um, My little congressman. I, I will be your little congressman. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Any yeah. other thoughts, Danny? Sure, just uh, real quick. I, I love you. You're no, I don't have any other thoughts on the Fast and Furious. Yeah, it's a solid, that's, episode. That's a solid episode. See, that's the thing about Phineas and Ferb. Whoa, 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 whoa! Was that solid or is it an absolute piece of flaming garbage? I was oh, being God. sarcastic. It's the show is this is a good episode, but here's the thing: is that Phineas and Ferb is an exceptional show. This show would be like doesn't even describe it. It is truly yes. transcendent. It just it is. There are no words to describe it because yeah. it is unlike anything else that has ever been created. What is interesting about Phineas and Ferb is that, like, this episode, we have uh, such an interesting world where the neighbor is, is such a is, is such an interesting character of a Mexican-Jewish uh, character, which is, first of all, something that just isn't on television. It's an interesting form of representation. But it's also, like, she is a, a, a character in her, like, brief appearance in this episode. You've got lots of little jokes. Like, even now, we're talking about this episode as a lackluster one, but we've had so many little things that we enjoy about it, like that slow-motion animation of Candace. If this were another children's yeah. program, we would not be able to do that about a so-so episode. Like, I'm sure that the greatest episode of, like, Bubble Guppies is uh, is probably not as good as this so-so episode of Phineas and Ferb. Right. Like, this is just only so-so because of how great the other episodes are. Like, it's still yes. a great episode of right. TV. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I just, yeah. I feel very, sh- I, I feel like this episode, despite being mediocre by Phineas and Ferb standards, yeah. is better than probably anything else that was on Disney Channel that night. I agree. Yeah. Um. So, the second half of this episode, the second segment, which was technically the second episode of Phineas and Ferb to air, yeah. aired by itself is um, Lawn Gnome Gnome Beach Party of Terror, also known as Backyard Beach in in my heart. Now, stark contrast to The Fast and the Phineas, I would call this one of the best early episodes of Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, season one, this is definitely up there, I'd say. This is definitely, this will be in the running for the best of the season, I think. It is so early in the show, Mm -hmm. and yet it is so perfectly Phineas and Ferb. Like, this could, they could have made this episode 
way later in the show. Yeah. Like halfway through season one or at the beginning of season two, and you wouldn't notice. I felt like we got back to the the right animation here, if that makes sense. Like, it's a little sharper. It looks a lot brighter to me yeah. this episode for some reason. There I is, really noticed also, that. It's also a, a much more colorful episode yeah. in terms of, because they have the entire um, yeah. sort of luau type of situation going on. They have new stuff to draw instead mm. of just the same characters. Right. It's, yeah, there is some weirdness. The background characters are definitely still from that early set of background extras. Oh, but the background extras in this, this is what gets me about Phineas and Ferb, is when you see the background extras and they're not animated to move, you get a still pose of them. Yeah. And it's like kind of the end of the episode that really got me. They're all just kind of standing there with kind of like blank faces, but there's this one guy who just has the biggest open mouth smile on his face in the background. And I, I really love seeing little things so like that. Something interesting that we see here um, for the first time in the series is that Candace is actually trying to stop their mother um, from seeing what Phineas and Ferb are doing. Right, because she's going to be popular for having this beach party in the backyard. Because, like, how cool is it that you have a beach in your backyard in Danville? Are you asking me? Because yeah, I have how thoughts. how cool. I don't know. This this city. This city. If you give me anything less than Fonzie Cool, you're out of this podcast. Oh, no. Hey, I am uh, fixing a ju- jukebox by punching it with my fists. Yes, sir. I, I like your Maxie, so I will. No, her name's Molly. What? Yeah. yeah. It's an awful name. You should change it to Moxie. The famous Moxie. All right. Uh, anyway, this episode uh, also gives us Doofenshmirtz's incredible backstory. Yes, this is the first time when he's giving us his evil scheme that he gives us the Doofenshmirtz backstory. He's, this one is not just He's based pretty on... young in this one. This features roughly the same joke of um, not turning on the cable box and confusing TV remotes. He, he does that same thing Linda does in the previous episode, except here he has a Which garage door open. It was a well. real problem in the mid-2000s. Oh, it was a pandemic. like... You know, having to put the cable box on before you hit power, or vice versa. It was it was confusing. Yeah. Um. But yes, we get the backstory of Doofenshmirtz having to dress as a lawn gnome as a child. And again, we see a very adult kind of joke of their lawn gnome being repossessed. Yes. Like just more classic Phineas and Ferb is obviously for adults. You maybe Doofenshmirtz was homeless for a time as a child. I know I have friends who went through periods of of homelessness during the the two thousand eight. The financial collapse, and this cartoon came out in 2007. And, Hot button issues. And Doofenshmirtz Doof. looks like he grew up in the <laughs> in 1870s. So you will be censored for having uh, for having sworn. You can, yeah, you can. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, that'll be bleeped at two. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like <laughs> now you're gonna. Can I say? It's not a swear. It's not like I said. Or, or, okay. or, <laughs> 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 but in that, it's just gonna be. It's not like I say. Nang, 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 or, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um. Yeah, I or think when <laughs> <laughs> I think when I was a kid that I didn't get that the lawn gnome was being repossessed because they were poor. I kind of just thought like somebody had to take away their lawn gnome. Like I, I don't think I really yeah. totally got what that was. There's a lot of stuff like that, that in Phineas and Ferb where you wouldn't clock. Like, if you're not a, a child who comes from a divorced home, you probably wouldn't know alimony, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's not, that's, uh, I don't Again, know. adult And concept. even if your parents have been divorced, I don't know if, if, if you would have heard them talking about alimony. I still am not entirely sure 
the details of alimony. I know what it is, but like you're used to a certain standard of living, and your partner was the person who was bringing in the, the income in the household. And so, when you're divorced, in order to maintain that standard of living, they pay you a certain amount of month uh, amount of money, uh, usually on a monthly basis, so that you can continue living because they have been providing for you previously. Generally speaking, the the breadwinner of the house is the one paying the other person. Um, this is why people get prenup agreements. Prenup say, it feels a little antiquated to me. Well, people get prenups so that they don't have to pay alimony. Mm. Um, but I mean, it makes sense. Like if because you've been basically. The idea is that you have put aside your career for a certain amount of time yeah. to be married. So let's say you are a uh, house stay at home mom or dad. Yeah, you're a stay at home dad, and which would be Doofenshmirtz's case. He's been a stay at home dad for however long. Charlene is the breadwinner in the family. He has basically given up a career to raise Vanessa. Now we know that he's doing evil science, but well, for the logic of the cartoon, let's say that Charlene has been supporting him and Do he's been taking care of Do we know what Charlene does by any chance? Is that ever established? No, but her house is incredible in the Mary McGuffin episode. It's like built into a cliff. I could in, her in some kind of lab coat, but I could easily You're picture, that up. No, Molly, you are picturing Alice and Janney, the voice actor, in her, her days as the replacement Bill Nye. Where Alice and no, Janney but I, I do think I see. I feel like I do see her in some sort of. I'll have to think about yeah. that. Um, I see her in anyway. my dreams, right next to Jane Lynch. But yeah, I love this um, Doofenshmirtz yes. backstory. The yeah. just the whole. This is when we first see where he's from. Yeah. We get the whole Drusostinian culture vibe. Having seen this episode many times over the course of my life, and including times as an adult, I truly. I cackled at the revelation of how the two plot lines tied together in this one. Usually the plot lines tie together in something like, oh, Doofenshmirtz's laser hit Phineas's invention and it disappeared. Or, I'm sorry, I didn't give Ferb credit for the invention. Phineas and Ferb's invention. Usually it's something like that where it's like, oh, Perry, Perry dropped the machine and it carried away the device or whatever. In this instance, the, tie, the tying together of the two plots was so hilarious to me. That there was a volcano of gnomes. I just, I cackled. It was it was just some good, absurd humor. Also, I love the detail of the mom. Immediately, again, this episode's a variation where Candace is trying to stop the mom. I loved how we're two episodes in. We have seen three cartoons, and already it is very funny that Linda would be concerned that Candace is not calling her. Yeah. The universe is She's so clear. so alerted to the fact that yes. she hasn't heard from Candace today. She's like, something must be wrong. Olga, wash me down. <laughs> or hose me down is the, yeah. It's great. It's um, a great bit. And I, this sets up so much this episode. Just the lawn gnomes. Like, for so many times after this, we're going to see Doofenshmirtz reference the time that he was a lawn gnome. That I don't even know if I thought when I first saw the lawn gnome episode that him being a lawn gnome was as funny as it be, like as it is to me now, knowing how many of his later stories will mention that yeah. time when I was a lawn gnome. And yeah. Life was much simpler when, when I worked I was, as a lawn yeah. yeah, it's it's great. And I also, I love a good villain tragic backstory. And yeah. I, I, that's what really stands out to me in this episode. It's just that whole bit. Um, just as um, an update, because I know you're all dying to know, Charlene's occupation, on, um, from what I could tell, it said mother and cooking class student. From when she takes oh, a cooking class. Oh, maybe I'm picturing an apron and not a <laughs> lab coat. Um, maybe. See, um, she's taking cooking classes because Heinz had always taken care of the household duties while she was off being a career woman. That's probably not true. Anyway. Something that I noticed that was kind of cute. I don't know if you remember when we were watching, I pointed out that it was kind of odd that there was like a mushroom in the backyard of Phineas and Ferb, sure. um, where Perry uses that as one of his secret entrances. This um, is the link to the Mario world. 
Right. Well, no, this is <laughs> they what they're kicking in um Doofenshmirtz's backstory is a very similar looking mushroom. Well, they probably just had one design for a mushroom. Yeah, I know. I just thought it was interesting that that was in the episode twice, this mushroom. Yeah. I thought it looked out of place, and then they were kicking it a little bit later. So, yeah, a fun, interesting episode. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's a highlight of these we get a, we, I feel like we really get an in-universe uh, Phineas and Ferb song in this with the Backyard Beach song. We actually, this episode is remarkable. We have like four songs in one episode. We have there's a there is a Beach Boys esque song that we hear, uh, and there's a band playing the song on screen. We hear this song when the the fence falls down, and we actually see the beach for the first time. Then there is of course Backyard Beach. Let's see what else. There's um the little beach song on the radio. There's a song on the radio about uh, summer, which plays uh, in the previous episode in the Fast and the Phineas. Uh, Linda accidentally turns on the stereo for a second and it's this song about if summer only lasted one day it's like a jingle basically yeah. um, that's playing at one point and then there's one other I think well the credits this is in this credits is where we actually yes. get the Perry the Platypus song yeah. um, whether or not it it's aired not this way. in the episode no, and the all. animation for I don't it even know if new. they have a doobie doobie doo on there no, I, I don't, don't think so and I, there might have been a little bit of something else but I don't remember I thought there was another type of song in there but maybe when they're listening to the radio at the beginning i uh, you could say because no i think it just starts with the dj no, i think there is something i don't know i, think, I honestly am not whatever. sure it, the point but there is was a lot of music in this and i love backyard beach i feel like that's when we first get a lot of those funny rhymes yeah. and backyard beach is a good song um your contacts need saline or else you can't see is a dynamite lyric it really is and again not something yeah. like me as a i don't even know when this was 2007 September Me as a five-year-old would not get that, but I still remember bopping yeah. to Backyard Beach. Right. You you don't, and I didn't even know probably all the words they were even saying. Oh, just I, it was I a still rap, don't know the words you know? they were saying. I don't know. That's one yeah. song that I'll probably just have I would just, to, but. Yeah. I would just like to very much shout out, uh, the voice of Buford is uh, Bobby Gaylor, who is, um, he's he's also a writer on the show. He, he co-wrote this episode. He also voices that. DJ, the the radio DJ <laughs> with the crazy hair, with the crazy hair, who is announcing the surf contest, and he's just he's really funny in this episode. His performance as that surf contest uh, contest announcer is delightful. Does he it continue is. to voice Buford? Yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's it was a, definitely a deeper Buford voice. This is Buford's uh, Buford's first appearance. Yeah, we see him, and he's definitely and being similar, the bully really. here. We see him try to kick the sand castle down of. These kids are kickstand at them. And he starts beating someone with uh, Bobby Nelson. Bobby Nelson. Yeah. Um, he actually, it's Django, so it's also Django's first um, mm. appearance in this episode. So we got we got that those two in in our um, character count. We also see we see Stacy for the first time in this one. Um, she's not just the voice behind the phone anymore. She's not just the voice behind the phone, and we see Jenny for the first time yeah. as well. A fruitful episode. Yeah, we got, we started to get a little bit more of the Phineas and Ferb universe here. We can get to the quotes now if you want. The quotes, yes. Yeah. We have some quotes from these two episodes. Danny, why don't we you share them? We have no quotes from the Fast and the Phineas, none that were written down. Although I will, I did mention I liked Monogram's line about um, an airship, or as the kids are calling it, a blimp. Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. not, you know. But it wasn't like laugh out loud. When in my life am I going to mention a blimp? Um, no. So, But from Backyard Beach, we have some quotes. Uh, which one of my favorites is Doofenshmirtz as he's stealing all the gnomes says, look at my bounty of gnome riches, <laughs> which is delightful. Um, then there is the German word that Doof's dad yells at him, which is, it's like, the dog in a dish. It's just that intonation of saying something. It's like, 
It's just, it's those syllables, but I wouldn't know how to write that. So I just wrote in parentheses the German thing, Doof's yeah, uh, dad yells at And him. just the thought that any time he goes to move, his dad does, like, it just gets me. And, yeah. Oh, I love it. I and love it so much. D. Bradley Baker yelling that is like burned in my head, that sound of him. Oh, that's D. Bradley Baker? I believe it is. It sounds like him. He, great job. Love what it. can he do? Maybe I should start throwing bricks at his window. Oh, D. Bradley Baker. Uh, then we also have, and now he's beating him with Bobby Nelson, <laughs> which is just delightful. We also have Bobby Gaylor yelling, gnomes! That <laughs> really got me this time. Yeah. I didn't remember that, but it really got me. Yeah. It's Gnomageddon, and who's protecting our gardens? <laughs> which sounds like, I, I believe that's Mitchell Musso throwing in an It did sound there. like Mitchell Musso. I was thinking that too. He's in the episode, of course, to play Jeremy, but I think that's his additional voice just going, who's protecting our gardens? See, you just got me there. See, yeah. I feel like we do hear his name pronounced a couple of ways. There's Jeremy and Jeremy and Jeremy. I want you to know that you said it the same way three times, but there are different ways to say Jeremy. You just said Jeremy, Jeremy, and Jeremy. No, no the so first time she said Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy and Jeremy. You don't have enough yeah, no. diction. Like you're, you're not being clear enough. Jeremy, Jeremy. Another one was Jeremy Jarma. with the Jeremy. German. You're talking to yes. <laughs> At any rate, this is a really good uh, yeah. second episode, uh, second yeah. half of the episode, rather. This one I remember pulling me in. Yeah. This one definitely pulled me it's in. It's a very funny episode, and um, it's just it's it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. Um, we don't really get references other than the lawn gnome i don't feel like this episode really gets oh the lawn gnome is pretty heavily entrenched though like that's a pretty yeah like that's a big thing i just mean like phineas and fur wise like their plot i don't they built a roller coaster and a beach in Uh, the backyard all right right, i might be wrong that's that's as much reference as most of them get is a line in another song yeah well is that in in roller coaster when candace does the longer version La 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 la. Ryan's going through the song to try and tell if she mentions the beach, but I don't think she does. I, as a kid, was very obsessed with the joke. The second verse is a Yeah. Okay. I I very much. You want me to sing? No, that's okay. I very much. I mean, like if. I mean, like there's a microphone right here. At any rate, like. I very much liked the joke of Queen Wahini of the beach as a kid. Yeah. Her limboing on the crabs, just that whole. That whole setup. And, and you know, we see her be queen quite her. a few times because she's Queen Mahaney of the Beach. We have the Queen of Mars. We have the Queen of the, or no, she's the princess for the turnips, I guess, right? Of the, the parade, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think she's a princess a, in the movie the that queen. they make and then she turns yeah. into a monster, which is just very royal. She switches places with the princess who's identical to her. That's who has I the feel like you see her be royal a lot. Candace is a queen, she, let's say it, folks. Ashley, I think it just speaks to her wanting to be... You know, liked or adored. Actually, Tisdale should play a queen in some. Have, I have, have power. was surprised to find out. I just read my notes. Um, I was surprised to find out that Django's last arm. name. Yeah, I wrote the is unchanged. This time. Yeah, Django's no, last name Django's, is Fett. No, it's Brown, and I was just like, it just didn't seem. They have such a plain is last he name. Stacy's brother. Did I make no. that up? Not Stacy. What's the other one? Jenny. 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 Is he related to Jenny? You know what? Or am Both I just thinking because pale, awkward weirdos with no purpose in mind? Whoa! No, I just was going to say because they're not in the show that much and they both have brown hair. Maybe, but his dad has black hair, doesn't he? I don't remember. His dad is like a weird artist who's painting the desert. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought his dad had black hair. I don't know. We'll we'll know when we get there, I guess. Um, no Lawrence in this episode at all. Like rightfully this the so. Next one. We don't get any Lawrence. He's homeless. 
Um, Isabella's there, but she doesn't really have a big part in this one, really, at all. Does she ask, what you doing? Does she get a chance to pull that whole chestnut out? She probably does. <laughs> Someone to play that card. I also love the, the at the end when Candace has her daily freak out when the mom is just quietly pulling her inside going, let's get you out of the sun for a while. That's a very I real mom I love we get Candace re- recounting everything to mom. She's like, yeah. mom, don't go back there. It and was she's like, beautiful. Oh, here's everything that happened. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I love a good... Ashley Tisdale just... She really is. She's an incredible voice actor. She really is. Maybe we should throw bricks through her window. Oh my god, Danny. I'm kidding. She'll tweet about it and then we'll have we'll make up and be friends. I'll I'll throw it through Kevin Smith's window and then he'll just he'll be never like, sorry, I got your mail. He won't <laughs> notice. He's not gonna notice. He'll be like, Hey man, is this your brick? He'll just be like he'll wander out of the house with a cloud of smoke behind him and just be like, Is this is this a gift? Her the brick. It just says you... I love you, Candace. <laughs> what do you guys think happened to that <laughs> I'm sorry, I know. It looks like I'm staring at your shirt and just caught my eyes got caught in a stare. Okay. Um what do you guys think? happens to the beach we know like the racetrack like with later on we'll see that one racetrack get pulled away that they build for the truck driving girl like what do you think happens to the beach that just is behind their home i think that nature reclaims the beach for itself and time erosion it's just interesting (laughs) to me that two episodes in a row we see that there's just something like back there i think that linda is not tall enough to see over that fence and that's all that matters (laughs) Is that she's not like she's an adult woman. She can't like peer over that fence. She's not doing a Wilson from Home Improvement. Well, nah. Wilson, I think Wilson couldn't. He could see right because you'd see his eyeballs. Yeah, so she's not doing it. Yeah. You know what I eyeball. hated on Home Improvement? There's an episode where they're going fishing. Tim Allen's cocaine addiction. Yeah. Boop 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 boop. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Curb Your Enthusiasm. We're doing home. The way you were doing that really looked to me. Oh no, I was trying to do the the no, the music before they go to commercial. Though. I, boom, 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 boom. Oh, were you, do, are, do. were you doing? Um, <laughs> yes. She's doing frolic. Yeah. yeah. No, but um, what I hated is there's an episode of Home Improvement where they go fishing and and Tim Allen and uh, Wilson are in the stream mm-hmm. together, fishing. And as the joke of, like, what's covering Wilson's face in the scene, they have a branch, but it just didn't cover his face yes. enough. It was like a twig, and you could see his mouth, and I was like, you're ruining the you're ruining the joke. <laughs> like, Home Improvement had such a basic gag of, like, you don't see his face, and they, like, goofed it. Not like Phineas and Ferb, classic series that it is. Classic. I love it. I really do. I do as well. And this is a good episode. It's good. I think we've got some really good things coming, though. Oh, uh, I cannot wait. I can't wait for I can't wait. Yeah, I feel like Backyard Beach was a little tease into the music that's It really come. was. You and it, uh, we yeah. were just talking about his backstory, and I started thinking about... Um, Back in yep. You know, I always just to keep the outfit real. alone, the fit. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> he just has An iconic the crop look. top. And yes. the, the German the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> I can't no wait. Dukin Schmertz's musical numbers are definitely the best. Oh, my yes. God. Okay. Dan Pavemeyer... First of all, the vocal range. Yes. Second of all. <laughs> Here's the thing about Doofenshmirtz is that the worst Doofenshmirtz song is probably Impress My Professor, and that's a good song. Yeah. Like, it's the it's it's a great song, but it's just, it's a low point because every other Doofenshmirtz song is even better. That's it's the one. Every, everyone is just an 11th yeah. hour showstopper. <laughs> <laughs> no I'd say so far, this was my favorite of the four we've seen oh, for so sure. far. It's definitely yeah the better than the me. other ones so very positive feelings all around everyone yeah yeah um let's all hug except for you know fast enough training us but we're not gonna go back into that train right? <laughs> train right it's fine 
Yes, it's more of a car pileup. But I'm telling Oh, that's a good Just bit kidding. in that one when the cars pile up and they're oh, like, we're, we're okay. okay. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we were a little too hard yeah, on Yes. Yeah. You know what? You know what? You got Mexican. It's like when people compare me to Ryan. Just because I'm not as remarkable doesn't mean I'm not doing okay. Like, you know, just because I'm not excelling the way that he is. I ate a whole jar of peanut butter. You're cool. I know. Oh, you know what we got, though, in this episode, as you pointed out? We got pointy teeth doofenshmirtz oh, in yeah. uh, Fast and the Phineas. Mm. Which is quite the sight to see these crooked, terrifying it, teeth. He has like four teeth. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I I miss pointy teeth. Do we really, like never see them again? He it's has that in the terrifying. first episode too. Yeah. I think. Uh, he looks his looks a little less creepy as he becomes like a friendlier, lovable man. I will say we see him just be more of a. Depressed. I love the development of yeah. him over time. Really. We love a character arc. Oh. I will say I do like the bit in Fast and the Phineas, just to go back eight hours in this episode. I like the bit where he steals the car and is driving around and Perry has to stop him. Like That's like a fun little action beat that you didn't usually get yeah. out of Perry and Doof. Stories. You don't usually get anything after Perry like blows yeah. up a blimp. Usually it's just, but like they have a little action scene. They fight in a car wash. It's fun. Nobody gets a screw through the foot or anything crazy like that, but you know. So yeah, good, good, good times all around, everyone. Good times all around. Good work, everybody. You want to, you want to sign out on this? Yeah, yeah. I'll sign on okay. out. Everybody ready? Good night. Don't call it that. It's just a get together. We're talking I to the N to the T I M A T E get together. I to the N to the T I M A T E get together. That's right. It's not a party.